Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today. The music in the background. It's from our good buddy, Mr. Torn Wells. Make sure you grab a copy of his album, Citizen of Heaven. Today on the show is one of my favorite people, Amy Brown. You probably know her from the Bobby Bones show or from her own podcast, Four Things with Amy Brown. Amy and her friend Mary at the Shop Forward, y'all know I love the Shop Forward, they also created an Ally Fund collection with all the proceeds right now going to organizations that are fighting racial injustice. In fact, if you go to theshopforward.com slash ally, A-L-L-Y, there are t-shirts there and a hat, and they're so cute. They're in adult sizes and kid sizes. And so I think y'all would love those. You can go check those out. And currently they're supporting the Conscious Kid, Be the Bridge, NAACP Legal Defense Fund, and the Loveland Foundation. So Amy's such a fun friend to talk to. I've been dying to get her in here. She had me on her show, Four Things with Amy Brown, a couple of months ago, and then the pandemic hit, and now <laughs> she's here in studio with me. Here is my conversation with my good friend, Amy Brown. Amy Brown. Hi. Hey. You're the first podcast back in the studio since coronavirus, and it makes me so happy. Oh, you're one of my first outings, not even <laughs> just in life related, yes. not even just because work. Like, this is this is a big deal. It's a big deal. The first, I sat in a restaurant for the first time this week, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember now what it's like to not sit in houses, to not order out, to like sit here and have the food hot. Oh, you're, you. you're ahead of me. I haven't done that yet. How come? Well, I still drop things off to my dad. Yeah. So I feel a so certain... So do you get to go in and see him? No. Okay. I see him through a window, but I still have to exchange goods. Right, right, he right. He either has to hand me mail that he needs me to open and read and take care of. Right. Or I need to drop off medicine or different things. His list of if he has stuff, I got to go to Walgreens to grab for him. Right. So I feel a certain level of responsibility with that, but also I just, I don't know, it there's not been the opportunity yet. Like, yeah. it, everything got crazy and, yes, slowed down f- for some. And I think in our family that looked like we started having dinner together every night. Yeah. Which was amazing. Yeah. But nothing, and I feel very blessed, blessed to have still been working this whole time. But me nothing too. slowed down for me work-wise. Yep. And I'm, that's not lost on me that that, that happened for some people and – so I'm sensitive to that. Yeah. I'm not like, well, I've been working this entire time, but we really have, but also been trying to focus on that family time. And my kids have really enjoyed grilling. Yeah. They love <laughs> corn on the cob from the grill. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's easy. If we can stay home and just throw a few chicken breasts and corn yeah. on the cob on the grill and sit around on a blanket in the backyard, that's what we're doing. Done. Yeah. yeah. Talk a little bit about the increase of work you've done because it's increased for me too. Like, it's just interesting that our jobs were set up for continuing through being stuck at home. I think there's more than just one answer to that. I think that you feel as a content creator or, and then a creator of, of trying to give people not just stuff to consume, but also, I work with, you know, Espoir and the Shop Forward and yeah. product development for people to buy to give back. Yeah. So there was so much happening. It w- and still is. Yeah. Given now. Were the- people buying a ton during? 
Yes, that the heart, the generosity of people during in times of need. We see it time and time again. Yeah, but obviously that was unprecedented territory. We've never been through something like that. And yes, people were rallying around healthcare workers and trying to support them. We were working with organizations giving directly to PPE to hospitals, but also we have an empowered women's line and Pimp and Joy that was going to Home Street Home here in Nashville helping single moms that were first affected by the tornado and left homeless. This is the thing, right. Showed up at work a week later only to find out that now there's a pandemic and they've lost their service industry job. And now they're now they're homeless and they don't have a job. Yeah. So Stephen with Home Street Home, I mean, weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. So we knew we needed to be dedicated to throwing support his way too. So between, yeah, the tornado, coronavirus, and now something that has always been an issue, always, but is, I guess, more on people's radar than yeah. ever is the social injustice. And so there, it's that, that part doesn't stop. And then you have the content creation of the Bobby Bone Show, which yeah. is my Monday through Friday gig. And then, you know, Four Things with Amy Brown, which is my podcast. And then... And, we, your, and your weekly shows for the countdown. Oh, yes. We do the countdown. And I host and women. a Women of I Heart Country show. Uh, and you have a husband and kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you care for your dad. So then that's that. <laughs> that is my day. Those are my days in a nutshell. So, yeah. And it just is a, how do you do it all? How do you record all that? I don't know how you record four shows. I record two different podcasts every week. I do two episodes for That Sounds Fun. And then we have the Annie and Eddie Keep Talking show. I, but I don't know how you record four shows. You mean four? Four different entities. Because you record five with Bobby. Okay. So. <laughs> Walk uh, me through your recording week, Amy. I, well, I mean, the Bobby Bone Show is Monday through Friday. Yeah. And then. For an bo- hour? Oh, the Bobby Bone Show? Yeah. It's five hours. It's five hours. We're on from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. Oh, this is. See, I don't wake up early enough no, to listen to you. I'm always like, oh, good. Here they are in the morning. Yeah. So. Y'all but, do five but I, hours. But I've been doing that for 14 years. Okay. I feel like, yes, there is responsibility every day with content creation. Yeah. We do, we have show prep due every day. And that some days I don't, some days I literally am just staring at my computer and yeah. my, I don't, I, I don't have anything. Yeah. And other days I'm like, crawl, this is like <laughs> all these stories, look at all these amazing. So you get smart about it. Yeah. It's, it's working smarter, not harder. And my nerd question is, do y'all put it on Google Docs? So y'all we all do see have it? a Google Docs. Okay. Uh, we all see we're responsible for two parts. We have a news component of yeah. prep and a personal component of prep. So news prep, the whole show shares a Google Doc, so that way you don't repeat somebody else's news story. That's smart. And the biggest letdown is when you have your news stories ready to go transfer to the Google Doc. And I see that Lunchbox already has two of my stories. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> so I got to go back and get two different stories. And because we try to have a certain amount each. Then personal prep, nobody sees except for Bobby and a couple of producers. Okay. They're the only ones so that, that see it's fresh it. To the so rest that of way you. it's organic. If Interesting. I, and then they, Bobby sorts through with, okay, yeah, we're going to talk about this. We're going to, and the, it seems like so 
trivial because it's a morning talk show and there's but the amount of work yes. and the the Tetris puzzle that takes place to put it all out there in a way that not just locally here in Nashville our affiliate here needs but the other 100 and 50 or whatever it is affiliates like everybody's getting pieces and then there's commercials and songs and it's a whole okay well we only have eight minutes here so we got to talk about this here because this one here we need more time we need 16 minutes you know so bobby is a genius the way he puts it together and yeah we don't share anything with each other because we want it to be organic yeah similar to how you and I sat down and we started talking and yes. then we paused and we said wait let's just talk on air because <laughs> let's just hit go yeah because we're going to be talking anyway and that's yeah. what that's what people want to hear is friends having conversations yes. and, and it being organic and genuine and and that doesn't mean you don't prepare for your job right or have an idea of where you want to go with something or have a story to tell. But it's about having that experience like you're having it for the first time, just like your listeners are. Mm-hmm. And then it's more real and the connection is better. Yeah. I have more questions about how y'all prep for Bobby, but to keep telling us about your schedule of how you get all these shows. Out. I don't even know. <laughs> so Bobby just and in I, the afternoon, you keep going. Bobby and I on typically Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays, we work on the count, the weekend countdown, yeah. which is uh, the country top 30. Then I love that oh, show. Oh, I'm in trouble with the women. Uh, right now, you want to know how it gets done? It It's Thursday, uh-huh. and I should have that show recorded at the latest Wednesday. Oh, whoops. But... I was given it to me like to go through and work on some stuff on like what songs we were going to feature and whatnot on Monday. Yeah. And I got an email this morning from my producer <laughs> and he said, have you had time to knock this out yet? And I thought, you know, I just really need you to understand that on Monday night, I had a completely different Four Things podcast yes. planned for Thursday that yes. had nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And it seemed wrong to not address it. I said, so I had to scratch the entire episode. And so this is not an excuse, but it is. <laughs> and I need you to just have grace for me for one second. And I promise you, I will. And then I said, and I got another podcast to do. It's not mine. It's Annie Downs. And she's a big deal. So I will have this to you this afternoon. So this afternoon, I will do the female show and it's late. But after you already, then you still have to do Bobby today too. Bobby show. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I'll have just the, do the it prep for that. Day. Yeah, we do yeah. it. Yeah, it's just, and then, I don't know. We just, it it all works out. I don't like to come across as everybody's busy. Everybody's busy, so I for don't, sure. I think you're, Everybody I'm works a full-time your, job. I'm taking your curiosity and answering the questions, but in no way do I want to come across as that I'm someone like us getting so much done. I feel like I get done my job like yeah all of these are my they responsibilities that are on my plate and yeah. I need to get them done and then yeah I have the mom and and the wife component which to be totally honest I need to work on that more mm. I need to that's a part where I need to get it together and the last two months have shown me that I have been so much better on Saturdays shutting it down yeah not opening my computer not trying to do anything and 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 focusing on that but that's pretty lame because that's one day no that's what it should be i think are you supposed to turn your computer off more than one day no that's not that part i can handle being one day but to make the i just 
I question my priorities sometimes, mm. I think. And so that that's what I'm struggling with yeah. internally is, you know, I have two adopted children that are the, so precious, uh, but they came here only two years ago and my daughter's 13 and my son is nine. And so they came here older and yeah. there's trauma there. And they, you know, my son in particular, there's just a lot. We all have attachment Attach it a different Me way. Me too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've got I'm, attachment issues too. <laughs> I'm avoidance. Yeah. So I, you know, while I also try to do therapy once a week. Same, same. I am learning so much about myself and 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 how how I'm going through a lot mm-hmm. of this. That I mm-hmm. have fear with the coronavirus, not so much that I'll get it, but that my dad might. Yeah. And if he gets it, that will not be good. And not that I want to be negative, uh, or a, that assume that he can't beat it, but yeah. the odds are it will be it could be rough. So I had that fear, uh, and I saw how it was playing out with me in the beginning. I've, yeah. I've but I'm just giving you an example yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. I was working on in therapy, and I saw how I was reacting to it. And then my therapist said to me one day, "Okay, do you see how it's coming out in you? You're handling it this way. Mm. Think of the fear your son has all the time." Yeah. And now with the after the tornado and now there's this crazy virus, his fear is it was already on high alert because yeah. he's always scared you're going to leave him. Mm. And then now you it's everything is magnified. Yeah. So then I started to have a lot more grace for my son and different issues we've been having with him the last few months because I've seen how I've acted out. Yes. Right. In in my how I handle it, which yes. is sometimes not pretty if people were to see it. They, even I, I freak out. I even tell my husband, I said, I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah. I just literally acted psychotic, uh-huh. but it was a result of my fear. And I kind of thought it was hormones and I loved being able to blame it on oh, that. Oh, for sure. I know. I did it too. I was like, these bad days are because, and I was like, nah, it's right. because we don't know how to do this. And then I looked at the calendar and I was like, God, I really don't think I can blame this on hormones right now. <laughs> I really do not. And then when I talked to my therapist, she said, Amy, mm -mm. yeah, it's not. It's not hormones, but this is good. It's time to put in the work and figure it out. But that's where when I talk about priorities is I've got to put in the work for myself and make sure I'm taking that space for that self-care or I'm not going to be any good to anybody Mm -hmm. in front of a microphone or wherever. Mm -hmm. Or I can fake it as long as I can and, and, and then ultimately you know, explode. And then that won't be good. But then when I look at the attention that Stevenson and Stashira need, I've got to prioritize that more because I'm seeing it play out. And I, I'm trying to get a handle on it. And it's when you're working through trauma with especially a little kid, Mm -hmm. it's extremely time consuming. Yeah. And I think that there have been times where I, I have, my kids also are see a counselor and are they biological siblings? They're not. Okay. They have two different moms and dads okay. in Haiti. Yeah. And uh so their counselor, we meet with the, that counselor as well for advice on how to handle it and she was talking to me about or us about how it's a commitment on time. Mm-hmm. And I thought my first thought was, oh my gosh, I don't have time. Yeah. 
And then I thought, well, shoot, that is my priorities. Mm. So yes, I have work that needs to get done, but I also have a commitment as a mom. And it wasn't until, again, in the last few weeks with some of this and being home more and working from home more and seeing how much I am doing, even though I'm home, that I, I need to step back sometimes. And I might have to, if I've made commitments, I might have to say, you know what? I'm sorry that I think I even did that to you last week. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to record last week. So that's a perfect example. I would have never have done that if probably a month or so ago. Wow. That was not so where I was. You did. Yeah. Well, and I didn't like doing that yeah. because I know how busy you are. And so I'm trying to respect, and that's anybody. Sure. You try yes. to respect people's schedules. And I, I called Chase and I said, hey, I, that it was a really rough day yeah. on the home front. And I thought, okay, nope, my priority is my kids. And if, oh, it's, it, if it's me, if I have to sit with Stevenson for 30 minutes or three hours till we right. get out of this, then that is the commitment I have to make as a mom. Yeah. And I made a phone call to Bobby and I said, listen, I need you to know that we're in – some unchartered territory for me right now with the kids. And I wasn't experiencing this, you know, uh, even what we're experiencing three months ago. I said, so it's very new. I said, but it's very real. Mm -hmm. And I need you to know because there might be a day where I'm not going to be able to do the show. Because that's unreal. That's That's what has to happen. But I don't, I don't know. Family, and Bobby's great. He's always said, I mean, he walked through my mom's cancer journey with me, and we shared a lot on the air. And, and then, you know, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, and I, my sister and I were their primary caregivers. My parents were not married. They were divorced. So when my mom had it, she was a single mom. And, yeah. of course, she had an amazing, amazing friend network and church network and people that stepped in because we were living in different states and yeah. trying to help. But uh, – He's always one thing that has been so wonderful about working with people that see the bigger picture is obviously missing the show is not ideal. We're a live show (laughs) that requires on people talking and conversing back and forth. So it's not like I'm an accountant sitting at a desk by myself and I can just handle the work later. Right Now I I have five to ten responsibility where (laughs) my voice should be there. But he's always said, no, family comes first. Hmm. And that's huge. And I know other people may know that in their hearts and maybe think it but then to act it out and show your 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 coworkers your employees yeah. whatever that is that you truly mean it is I will never forget that my whole company like that's that's not lost on me and so yeah to I feel for people that don't have the again I it's another thing that I feel blessed and it's not lost on me cuz not everybody can call their boss and say hey my child is experiencing trauma right now, and I, I just need to give you a heads up yeah. that I don't know which way it's going to go the next few days, but I might have to call you and not come in. Yeah. Because the reality of is the reality of that is some employers are going to say, well, you know what? If you can't come in, you can't work here. Yeah, right. <sighs> and he and Bobby doesn't. No. Yeah. It just is. Uh, I the level of parenting you're getting to do right now just seems like extraordinary 
because of all the traumas that your kids come with from their life before you and tornado, pandemic, racial injustices at the forefront of everything. Right. Yeah, no, our Pastor Matt Smallbone, it started off our church service on Sunday with a message about George Floyd and what had happened. And the the uh, church is virtual for yeah. everybody right now. So the, the YouTube part of the message had been filmed two weeks before. Yes. And it didn't cover anything about what was happening in the world. So Matt wrestled with it and thought, oh, I cannot not address this. Yeah. So he had to you know, pivot and do a special video that went at the front of the yeah. message. And I mean, my kids know that we're white and they're black. I mean, I did interracial adoption training 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And one of the assignments was go to a black church, you, as me and Ben, white yeah. people. And I was mentoring this a little kid in sixth grade named Trevion in Southern Pines, North Carolina, which is where we live because my husband was in the Air Force. And I I didn't know where to begin with black church. Yeah. And so I went to Trevion and I said, hey, Trevion, we have been told we need to go to a black church. Can we go with you? And he was like, yeah, sure. My grandma and my mom would love that. Yeah. So we went and sat with them. And the pastor right away said, do we have any visitors here today? <laughs> and I mean... <laughs> obviously yeah. we're visitors and Trevion's like stand up stand up and I was like Trevion I think they know I think yeah. they know we're visitors so we stood up and people were so kind and gracious and amazing but what we were feeling was exactly how our kids would feel once they got here if we sure. simply surrounded them with white people everywhere all the time yeah and you know, there was other activities I'm just giving you that as an example yeah, yeah. through the training that we had to do so I know all this stuff about things they may feel and how uh, when our son starts driving and he gets pulled over and possibly has a negative experience, possibly, sure, he may not because sure. police are amazing. Yeah. And I am not, this is, sometimes I feel like if people struggle hearing the stories of our black friends and that they have struggles or anxiety about getting pulled over, we're not listening. Mm-hmm. They're not making it up. Right. They're not. Uh, our pastor even said he was on my podcast and he said. Yes, I want to link to it. It's a great episode. He said it's not. He's like, if if this is not real, then that means people of color are on some big mass email chain. <laughs> and they're just <laughs> right. saying, here's the story that you tell. Yep. And uh, that's this is the narrative we're going to go with. And and then we all are in this together. Yeah. Every too many people have the same experience happening yes. to them. So uh, in the training 10 years ago, we had a, a black man speaking to us saying, when your black child comes home and maybe got pulled over and possibly had a bad experience, you're not going to understand. Mm. And that is so true because I've been pulled over a lot and I've never feared for my life. Right. Or feared. I've been far more afraid that my dad and my my dad was going to be mad that yes. my life was in danger. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, knowing all this stuff and trying to be intentional about, I do make sure my kids see other Haitians here in Nashville. Yeah. So I'm intentional about that, which is people of color. That's very cool. That's great. But even with all the various, and I can't, I'm all good into all the training that we yeah, did, yeah. but all of that that we did, the last two years, I wouldn't say I was particularly proactive about 
diversifying who was always in our home, making sure my kids were, you know, aware of of certain conversations Mm -hmm. that needed to start happening. Because you can start talking to a child at three years old about race. Sure. And but it's hard for us to do because a lot of us, our parents didn't talk to us about it. And it's not that our parents didn't raise us to be kind and loving and Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, a lot of it was to not really talk about it. And we don't really see color. Yeah. And the truth is, we do see color. And it's important to see color. And there's, and it matters. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. and conversations matter. So for me, when, when Matt had that intro that he did for the church service, and we were sitting there with the kids, and then all of a sudden, I saw their faces, like, just look at the screen, and they started immediately asking questions. Yeah. And I felt like, okay, a failure. And I wanted Matt mm. to just, like, come over to the house. Yeah. And, like, just explain <laughs> Do yourself. Do the whole thing. Do the whole <laughs> yeah. thing right here. The kids need yeah. to hear from you, Matt. So, uh, but we paused. Thankfully, it's on YouTube, so we were able to pause it. Yeah. And Stevenson and I... I've, I shared this on the Bobby Bone Show and then even on my podcast because I think it's important to hear it from a child, especially a child of color. Yeah. That who so many people see Stevenson and think he's the cutest thing you've ever seen. And he they love him. He is the cutest thing so you've ever adorable. seen. I know. And I have so many listeners <laughs> in the country music format. And yeah. All over the country that I just ooh and awe over Stevenson. Yes. And, and he is adorable. But what I want to know is would some of those listeners and some of those people, what are they going to think of him when he's 18 or 21 and he's walking down the street with or without a hood on? Yeah. Or he's driving a car in their neighborhood and they're wondering, how did he get here? Or When 10 years ago they thought he was real cute. He's bird watching in Central Park. (sighs) Right. And a woman makes a phone call saying, then accusing him of doing something wrong. And and that – that bothers me. Mm-hmm. So again, my cute little Stevenson, when we paused the TV, he said, wait a second. And I'm like his arms yeah. were, he was very adamant. I'm so confused. God made us equal. Like he didn't understand. Yeah. And he's so right. Right. And yet I have to find the words for my children to educate them on the sad fact that there are people in this world that do not see them that way. Yeah. Crosspoint had a similar thing where our pastor went back and added a, I mean, I'm filming on Monday and I don't teach till next Sunday, mm-hmm. right? At Crosspoint. And so it is that mix of where our technology is requiring and making a way for us to do things ahead of time. But the news is moving so fast. Right. How are you? I mean, I guess with the Bobby show every day, how do y'all decide how much of your time you spend on what's happening right now in the news and how much you talk about the rest of your life? Well, so we've always had a perspective that we have a responsibility. We do know that. That is not lost on us at all. That is a big country music audience y'all have. Yes, so whatever's happening in the world, and tons of stuff has happened in the, the you know, 14, 15 years we've been on. Yeah. Um, and we used to be in the pop world. So some yeah. of our news was different. And did y'all start in different. different cities? Well, we started in Austin, Texas. Yeah. And but then that, you said North Carolina. Well, 
I was going to quit the show because I married someone in the Air Force yeah. and I needed to move. And I was I was fulfilling. I'd In 2006, it was my first year and I signed a two-year deal and I decided to fulfill my two years, yeah. even though I got married during that time. And so when I said, when my two-year contract is up, I'm going to go be with my husband in North Carolina. Sure. And we were married, but living separately, but it didn't really matter because he was spending most of his time in Afghanistan. Okay. So it was actually helpful that I had a job and I moved in with my mom and then would fly to North Carolina on the weekends. Right. So whenever he was stateside. So I was leaving the show. Bobby was looking for a replacement. We didn't know what we were going to do. And then Bobby's contract was up almost. And he went to our bosses and said, and we were in one market at the time. Maybe maybe we had gone to Wichita, so we were in maybe two. Oh like we were not a big deal. That's so cool. At all. Which was fine. We loved it. We yeah. were living life. It was great. But it wasn't for the fact that our bosses did this. It was kind of like they probably would think we don't have the budget for that. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby sit back down. But they knew they wanted Bobby to resign. And so they knew they needed to hear what he wanted. Yeah. And so he said, if you want me to resign, I want you to put a studio in Amy's house in North Carolina. And I want her to stay on the show. And when her husband deploys, she'll fly to Austin, stay with her mom for two or three months, do the show from here. And when he's home, she'll do the show from her house in North Carolina. And they said, wow. okay. Oh, my gosh. And so I didn't have to leave the show. So you so were both. That's amazing. I, yeah, I did the show from North Carolina for five years. Okay. And then the year my husband separated from the Air Force, and we moved back to Austin to be near family, and my mom, I knew I, I needed to be home because my mom was going through her cancer battle, and I needed to be there with her. And, like, I don't know, two months after, maybe not even, Yeah, we were looking at houses. We were about to put a contract on one, and Bobby called me and said, have y'all bought that house yet? <laughs> And I said, we're about to. I was yeah. like, I think we did whatever that escrow check or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, well, I just got back from Nashville. Work flew me up there. I had no idea why. But they want us, now I know, and it was because they want us to move country. The whole show. Because you'd been pop before that. Yeah. We ah, were okay. top 40, you know, uh, Rihanna, Justin Bieber. <laughs> Al City. Wow. Like all okay. the Lady Gaga yeah. was really uh, big during that time. Katy Perry. Like, yeah. We played it. Yes. And we, I thought, what? And really, he said, and my, I'm P1 country. Yeah. Like I would listen to country when I got done with work. I listened to Case 101 in Austin. Shout out. Yeah. All the time growing up. I love country. Yeah. So I thought, well, that's amazing. And really, the content of our show. It doesn't matter what music say, we sure. play. Yeah. We're still talking about the same stuff. And I'll get back to your question about uh, how we address things on the show. But we know that we have a job to do. And sometimes that's to take people's mind off of the news, yeah. not to ignore what's happening in the world. But if they want news, they should probably go elsewhere to more trusted sources. <laughs> Amen. Same, so same here. <laughs> I we you know, we know that we can be that escape. Like people yeah. can wake up and turn on uh, the news and get their news consumption for the day, which I do think there should be a limit on that. Yes. And I realized I was consuming too much coronavirus news. I think that we can even be consuming too much of the news right now, especially with the racial injustice. Not that we should pause on if we're 
suddenly have this awakening to learn and unlearn a lot, don't pause that. Yeah. But pause. News is a business too. And they look for like the biggest story, which, you know, right now what's going to get a lot of attentions is the riots. Yeah. Well, yes, that does need to be reported. And yes, that's tragic. But there are peaceful protests happening all over the country. And sure, they highlight that here and there. But what do people... It's not as interesting. It's not as interesting. Yeah. And so, or if, you know, whatever it is, they have to go with like the most heavy thing. And... People need an escape from that. Mm-hmm. So when they've consumed their news on whatever XYZ outlet they want to do that on, do they want to turn on the Bobby Bone Show and hear Amy Lunchbox and Bobby give them our version of a riot yeah. and what we think? Now, I, we have addressed it. We do think it's important, but we don't dedicate an entire show to that. And I'm giving right. the current climate as an example. But this that's what, how we've handled it for 14 years. Yeah. And people feel the need to call you out on everything. If they happen to turn on the radio and don't hear you talking about a shooting here or a natural disaster here, well, it doesn't mean we didn't touch on it somewhere else in the show. Right. Again, it's five hours long. Five hours, yeah. Or it doesn't mean, or it means during this certain show, we didn't feel the place for it at the moment. It doesn't mean we as people are ignoring it. It doesn't mean we're not doing stuff that you'll never even hear about or know about. Uh, And it doesn't mean... We're not taking the time to really think through thoughtfully how we should handle it instead of just hopping on the air and being like, you know what? We're not experts on this, but we're going to go ahead and give you a show about it. Yeah. Like that's how unfair is that to people? And so I just I think that's how we approach it when it's we know it's heavy on our heart and we need to address it. We do. And if we, we can't cover we're not the news. Mm-hmm. We can't cover. Do you know how many awful things are happening in the world right. on any given day? Right. And when we know that responsibility of being that outlet for for some listeners that have already taken in their heavy news and they want to come and hear, you know, try to see if we can play a game of easy trivia and remember the capital of, you know, Tennessee where I right. live and I may even get it wrong <laughs> or something just so ridiculous and right. unimportant right but that they can play along with and be like oh shoot I didn't know that the largest mammal was a was a whale I thought it was yeah. an elephant yeah and that comes out in a fun game or to hear us tell a trivial story of something that happened to us the day before or to play name that tune or something a little more lighthearted. yeah that's our job And my worry is if we who make daily content only talk about, for example, if the only thing we talk about is racial injustice for two weeks, everyone will fatigue on it and they will stop talking about it and we will fatigue on it too. I'm what I'm trying to learn and I'm learning from y'all and I'm, and some other podcasters, what I'm trying to learn is how we bring in how, how the, the, the better thing is this is a marathon. From now on, we mm. need to talk about racial justice as just part of our lives. Yes. But what happened yesterday at the grocery store is also just part of my life. Right. Yes. And so I, I want to try to model and learn how to make it, make this conversation not something that I bring up when something bad happens, but is something is, that is part of who I am. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So is that how y'all build your shows? 
Yeah, I think we prep continued as usual. Yeah, and it always has. Uh, and during coronavirus, y'all were at home, right? Just recording from your each of your houses. Yes, <laughs> and so prep it's continued wild. as usual. And of course, it was heavy on coronavirus in the beginning, but after about the first week, Bobby even said, "Hey." I get that that's what we're we're all consuming a lot of, and we don't have a lot of other things to focus on right now. He's like, but your prep that you send to me, we're going to talk about coronavirus in the show. It's a given. Yeah. But stop prepping anything coronavirus related. Dig Got deeper. It. Okay. So that way we had content to dig from that also, again, could be escape from everybody else that's probably over consuming. Mm-hmm. There has to be outlets, and we need to be that. Uh, I do we have know to that, let funny people be funny again. Right. Yes. And it's okay to laugh and have joy in mm-hmm. hard times. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have one, you wouldn't have much of the other. Right. Right. Because right? yeah. you wouldn't feel the there's such a difference mm-hmm. in joy and pain. But if you only felt, I appreciate my pain because I know joy. Mm, yeah. And I appreciate my joy because I know pain. Yeah. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with Amy to tell you about our friends over at KiwiCo. We love KiwiCo. I've never seen something so cool for kids. You want to listen close if you have a child or a grandchild or a niece or a nephew or a little cousin learning at home. Everybody has been learning at home for the back part of this year and will continue into the summer. And I think KiwiCo is one of the best things you can get for your kids. I think I've told y'all before, but me and some of my mini BFFs got a Kiwi crate and got to build it together. It was so fun. I had no idea how much they were going to love it. I mean, I thought it was cool, but I didn't realize. They, I mean, literally, we finished one of them, and the kids immediately asked to do the second and the third, and I was glad the box came with three of the projects so we could do it together. So KiwiCo is a science and art subscription box for kids, tested by kids, and it's more fun than any game they can play. We absolutely loved it. It is hands-on science and art projects delivered to your door every month. I think you'll be surprised at how high quality the materials are, too. It's real engineering, science, and art projects for kids. What a great thing to keep doing through every month through the summer as you continue to do some learning at home with your kids. And it's really fun. It's giving us as adults the opportunity to encourage kids to be innovators and creative thinkers. They honestly won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. And when they're finished, we'll get to watch, and I did this firsthand, watch their confidence be as big as their smile. It was so fun. There are different crates for kids of all ages, so there's something for every kid on your list. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel anytime. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. So get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com slash that sounds fun. Again, that's kiwico, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash that sounds fun. I can't wait to see what y'all get. Tag me when you're putting together your KiwiCo crates. I can't wait to see them. And now back to the show with Amy. What made, I mean, having Matt Smallbone on your show, it is one of those examples of like, okay, let's bring in an expert that talks about this with us a little bit. But it wasn't your whole show. 
No, well, my podcast on my Thursday episode is four different things, and it's either similar to when you came on. I have a, a guest do all four things with me, yeah, or I, it's four totally different things. And this week's episode, I felt was important to diversify it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of my listeners are really struggling with white privilege and what does that mean? Yeah. And wrestling with it. And I think that's an okay place to be. Yeah, if you're agreed. uncomfortable with it, lean in. Yeah. I almost even want to, and my episode went out today, and I already have resistance from mm-hmm. it. Well, we're recording this today, but yeah, yeah. when this airs, it'll have been a week. But, you know, I, I feel like my first reaction is, you know what? If you don't agree with how I'm handling this, don't follow me, don't listen. Yeah. But... My and I may even put this on Instagram later today. <laughs> if I have, You're like I'm still working it. Out. <laughs> if I have it in me to make a video yeah. where I'm talking to the camera, because a lot of days I just don't have anything left for that. Yeah, I think I want to say actually, if you're feeling that way, keep listening. Actually, I would encourage you to go listen to the podcast again. Yeah, if not mine, then check out some of the books that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Check out other podcasts that are also doing the same and leaning into some of this because eventually I think it has to click. And that, I was listening to Brene Brown's podcast that she did with the author of How to Be Anti-Racist. I'm saving it for a car ride tomorrow. I'm only halfway. Yeah, I'm super bummed that I don't have it all done, but I may be a little bit more than halfway. But regardless, she was like, gosh, why is it that some of us, it clicks faster than others? And I don't even, again, I was listening to all, I was doing like tons of other things, yep. which I think that that's how we consume a lot of podcasts is multitasking, which is such a bummer because now I can't <laughs> even give you the accurate thing, but I would just encourage people to go listen to it because I don't know if this was his answer to her saying that, but he talked about how for a long time, and I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but let's say we've been, had race, racism raining on us. Mm-hmm without even really knowing it all throughout our life and we we're we're soaking wet but we don't even know it yeah and then all of a sudden somebody comes along and gives us an umbrella and says you're wet yeah and you're like oh my gosh some people are going to say oh my gosh thank you i didn't know i was wet yeah wow which i feel like that's what's happened to me me too and i have goosebumps saying that because there is shame especially being a mom of two black kids that Mm -hmm. this is all just now really stirring in me Mm -hmm. uh but I think part of me it's scary territory and it's a lot of work and it's a commitment and it's ongoing and there's the fear of feeling stupid or because of your ignorance and saying the wrong thing and messing up and all these different things that are just too scary so if you just ignore it because again, George Floyd is not the first person that this has happened to. That's right. And there's been so many times in my career, and I've had a podcast for two years, but I haven't made this a main thing. Right. Again, even with two black kids, because I didn't feel like it was my lane. Mm. Everybody has their lanes. And for so long, I was like, well, that's just not really my lane. There are people doing social justice. Right. And that is their lane. Yeah. I'll, I'll focus on this. Yeah. But it kind of something is just different this time where Same do you feel like Amy? you're seeing it yes girl with For, us and our people mm-hmm. yes it is i mean friends of mine who 
I would have never thought would have said anything are saying things on their social media. And I'm like, okay, this is clicking different for uh, Christians that I know mm-hmm. and non-Christians, but particularly the people I follow up close mostly are all of the same faith as me. And and it, I see, I feel it in me. I feel that I said to someone yesterday, I feel like, and maybe it's Beth Moore's leadership a little bit that she went first and took a lot of heat two, four years ago. But for me, it just feels like I'm just not afraid of the pushback like I was a year ago, six months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not as afraid. Let me correct that. But yeah, it just feels, I just go like, I, I feel like I know things I didn't know. Yeah. Well, we were given the umbrella and we were like, thank you. Yeah. But there's some people that are being given the umbrella and they're still like, whoa, I'm not wet. Yeah. Like, I'm good. Right. I'm not wet. It's fine. I'm yeah. fine. I'm not racist. I'm not wet. Yeah. Well, the mere fact of you saying you're not racist and what I'm learning is like, oh, well, shoot, that's kind of, yeah. that's, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's a lot. It's having that racial bias thing of like, we just don't think about it as and much. And it's stuff that has been, again, sprinkled onto us yeah. our entire life Yeah. that, and depending, not everybody, some people may have uh, grown up with really uh, parents that were very dialed into this and knew and could raise them in that manner and 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 to not just accept things as they are and and I had another well Matt Smallbone I had him on specifically to address white privilege and I thought it'd be good to have that come from a a white pastor but who's also an immigrant yeah to America (laughs) from Australia but then you know come from a place of, of love and and kindness and I thought that that would be a good place. He's the first thing for my yeah. listeners to hear him first. And if they're wrestling with that, they can hear how he's presenting it because mm-hmm. he does so in such a an easy but intellectual way. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that was like, you know, of the episode, the first little, you know, maybe here's a little, here's a little rain jacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then I had my friend Brittany on who is black and she we just had the real conversation of you know what what is it like we talked about several things but what does she want from people and she said of course people reaching out and saying hey i don't understand but i'm with you mm-hmm. is amazing she's like but i don't i don't need that she's like mm-hmm. what i need from my white friends is for them to talk to their white friends yeah and start that having feels different to me this time amy yeah that's part of it is i feel like oh our responsibility isn't to make our black friends feel better our responsibility is to talk to our white friends yeah and that will help our black friends yes we do yeah. need to make sure we reach out and tell them hey we're with you yeah but but she's like well it would be so helpful she's like there's so many times there's conversations happening that i'm not privy to i'm not in that room i yeah. i'm not there it's stuff people would never say in front of the black person yeah so like if 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 something comes up that's when you have an opportunity to step in and then we also talk about she unpacked sort of what we were talking about, just the the fear she has with getting pulled over. Yeah. And I don't have that. If you think you don't have white privilege and you've ever been pulled over and fear for your life has never entered your brain, then that's white privilege. Yeah. If you're white yeah. listening to this. And then so that's just an easy example. Yeah. Or, I mean, we could go on and on with examples, but that's one that, that Brittany gave. And then she also explained to me why – it's Black Lives Matters is important, and mm-hmm. it's not 
that black people are saying all lives don't matter. Right. Because I know that that's a huge thing. So to hear it from her perspective was super helpful. And I hope my listeners receive that. And I feel like that's where I'm getting like the most pushback. Yeah. And so there's analogies, though, yes. that and we, we unpack some of those that help people better explain like, if your house is I love this one. The house being on fire. Yes. Or if yeah, like if your neighbor's house is on fire and the firefighters are putting out that one and you're standing on your porch being like, excuse me, what about my house? <laughs> but literally your house is not on fire. Yeah. Nobody's saying you don't matter and your house doesn't matter. But it's right now your neighbor's house is on fire. So yeah. like grab a bucket. Yes, that's it. And go that's over right. there and help. That's right. So or if you're at a breast cancer 5K and you show up trying to be like, excuse me. Uh, is anybody aware of colon cancer? Because right. it's a thing. Right. I mean, of course we know. And right. colon cancer matters too. Right. But but stop. Right. That we're, nobody. So I think it was good to have her on. And plus she's a singer and she has a beautiful voice. And at the beginning of my podcast, she she did an intro for me and sang part of the Black National Anthem. Oh, wow. And, which is a different song. It's just, she said that's what they refer to it as. Yeah. But yeah. it's a different song that was a poem in the 1800s. Yeah. And so she was such a great guest and and really helped with that and we 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 talked through what that conversation looks like if you're if you know you have a black person in your life yeah. it doesn't matter if you're bff or you have you met them twice yeah you can still reach out and say something so we talked through a little bit of that and then my third thing is dr beverly tatum who wrote why are all the black kids sitting together in yeah. the cafeteria and other conversations about race. And she helps navigate through conversations with kids and and other friends and how to start that dialogue and yeah. how we need to start it early. And then she gets into how we need to educate ourselves, which you and I are are doing. And then now we know. Yeah. Now that now we're we in, we know it's going to be a very long, it's never ending. Yep. And then the fourth thing I decided to do was just self-care type tips because we're all self-maintenance like things you can do to take care of your mind and your body during this because it's so much right now that if you're not and I think you can probably relate to this as a creative when you are bogged down with tons of other stuff you just don't feel those juices flowing right you can't bring it in well same thing with information when Mm -hmm. you're trying to learn something new and then you're just emotionally frazzled like where is the information going to go? Yes. And so you just gave a bunch of tips on self-care. Yeah. Well, yeah, my friend Lisa, so she is an amazing – she just is so good with words. And she put she sent out a newsletter, and I kind of just gathered from that. Yeah. I, she's at The Well Necessities on Instagram and is amazing follow. Focuses on mostly disordered eating, yeah. which I did a podcast series <gasps> yeah, with her on that's that. that's right. Say the name of it. Outweigh. Outweigh. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. And she – so I'm already a part of her newsletter for her disordered eating, and she had made this week's newsletter all about that. And at the very end, it, I just thought, oh, my gosh, these are amazing yeah. tips, to, stuff we all know, but good things to remind people, especially after you listen to a heavy podcast yes. where you might be wrestling. Okay, well, maybe take some time to go on a walk. Maybe take mm-hmm. some time to do some breathing exercises. Yep. Maybe take some time to put down the phone and the news and just go sit with it. Yes. And uh, maybe – Maybe it's time to just pick up a fiction book mm-hmm. and right. read for a second. That's part here. of what I feel. I, I don't like using the word called to because I feel like it's really strong. But part of an invitation from God, I feel, in this next season is like, how how can people like you and I learn and model 
okay, if this, if these hard conversations are a part of our normal life now, self-care needs to be too. Mm-hmm. This is a long, we are not trying to sprint to a finish line in the next two weeks and fix racial injustice in our country. But what we are trying to do is spend the rest of our lives being a part of fixing racial injustice in our country. Therefore, we also have to like take naps. And you also have to like read books that just make you laugh. And it just feels like the self-care thing is something that is part of doing the work we're, we're being invited to do. Right. And it's not selfish. And I think some people struggle with that and even finding the time. But it's not. You're better to other people when you yes. take that time for yourself. It's yeah. actually selfish not to do it. Yeah. Tell me how you, either with your show or you and Bobby, are sorting through and Lunchbox are sorting. Who's a guy on the show? If anybody hasn't heard, she's not literally talking about a Lunchbox. Dealing with and communicating well how much we respect policemen. Oh, and Because yeah. your audience is probably heavy in law enforcement and first responders. I have a lot of law enforcement and first first responders and their wives, or they are the first responder, the female is. And and I really want to honor and respect the people who are keeping us safe, but also tell the truth. And it doesn't have to be black people versus policemen. That's not the story. Mm-mm. How are y'all figuring out? Is it a conversation you're having or how are you figuring out how to honor policemen? Well, it, we're just doing what we've always done with yeah. them. And we've always been heavy on honoring police and never backed down from that. And so I think the one thing we've done is that's still our message on that hasn't changed. And I yeah. don't think we need to suddenly start screaming that from the rooftops yeah. because we already have that's our, You've already we're done known that. for that. Yes. And so yeah, where Bobby's been excellent at that and if people don't know that about us well then again they haven't listened to every yeah piece of yes show, every piece every of content piece right. of content we've ever put out but I think if anything we've just added in an important layer which is also yeah. talking about the other side and when we're talking about it we don't I would say we haven't really even talked about police brutality and oh I don't I struggle with whether that's probably wrong we just haven't and again we're not talking about it beforehand before we go on air we're not saying hey this is what we're going to talk about right so we just go with the flow of the show and part of me feels like oh shoot do we need to touch on that more or you know we're we're navigating this the best that we can but I think it is important for people that work to protect us every day and put their lives on the line every single day uh you know just to be to put it out there too just as a a black person might have fear of getting pulled over and something happening uh for some police officers it doesn't matter the color of whoever they're pulling over they literally have a fear every time they get out of their car no matter the what race of the person probably might even be a white person right uh could shoot them right because they they don't want to get caught with whatever's going on. So, I mean, they put their lives on the line every day. There's real fear there. And I think it's just important to, you know, just like we're reaching out to our black friends saying, hey, we don't understand, but we're with you. We should, if you know law enforcement or you see a police officer, wave and smile. Say thank you. Yeah. Tell them you appreciate them for what they do. And, you know, there's black police officers. Yeah, a lot of them in Nashville, yeah. Yes, and I even saw a video on Instagram. I can't even remember what city it was from, but the black police officer was talking to a protester and sort of acting like a moderator Mm -hmm. and was going back to the police saying something because there was a new crew of police coming through. And he's like, look, 
we've been here with y'all. I know you're not going to do any harm. Right. The people coming in, whoever's being brought in for extra reinforcement, he's like, they don't know. Right. So let me go talk to them and let me be the the go between. Yeah. And and he's like, because trust me, he's like. I want to be protesting with you right right now. I would be with you. He said, but you know what? This is my job. Yeah. I have a job to do right now. I'm at work. Yes. And so there, and there, and he happened to be a black officer, but there are plenty of white officers that would love to be protesting too. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like they do their part when they can take a knee or like here in Nashville, the National Guard put their shields down. Yeah. Like stuff like that is is beautiful and needs to be shared because, again, the National Guard showing up just to do their job because yeah. they were called in. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that, see, you know, that everything has to be totally, you know, shields up on yes. guard. Something's about to crazy to happen, which I think it's you need to be safe and and well smart and and protected and try mm-hmm. to protect others mm-hmm. but yeah if we could all i mean that's a beautiful example of like literally putting your shield down yeah. or your guard down yeah. and then figuratively we all need to let our guard down yeah and 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 listen and and to the point of your original question appreciate Everybody involved in this story. Yeah. And police officers are a big part of that. I've thought, uh, I have a couple of policemen friends here in Nashville that I've been talking to privately. I haven't brought them on the show yet, but I'm seeing if that's something that we could do. Uh, because I have something I have to do in my brain, probably because I'm too self-centered, is I have to when when you hear a story of a black man being killed or a black woman being killed, I go, what if that was white women? How would I feel? Mm-hmm. How afraid would I be? Oh, that feels really interesting and really scary to feel that. I can kind of click into that. So I've done the same with policemen. I've gone, what if it's podcasters? And everyone and there were a couple of podcasters who were doing really terrible things. But suddenly everyone was talking about how bad podcasters are. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, wait, I, Amy and I are good podcasters. Right. We have, you know, and so, and so putting myself in the role of kind policemen and policemen who are, and women who are really never going to do anything like we see on the news. Right. And going like, oh, okay, how, I want to live a life that is pro my black friends and pro police. Right. Yeah. And so, and I haven't been as good about that as y'all have been. Y'all have been. Well, no, and I'm not long term about the. We're that. not group i'm not saying oh look at us but it is something that we've known is important for a long time and we've tried to use our platform for military yeah and police yep and and then now we have to add in like our 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 people of color yeah like it it has just it's it is an addition that's it we're not that's that is what our life is going forward is we get to Add more people that mm-hmm. we get to know and love, mm-hmm. and it does not cost us another people group. I mean, think of how even in March, suddenly it was healthcare heroes. Oh my gosh, everywhere. They're Still on, on the my path. There's line. A, yes. So, you know, that was an addition. That was an easy addition for people yeah. to take in. We because love it's nurses. Like, we love nurses. <laughs> well, there's a lot of black nurses. Yeah. There's all kinds of, of races that work in these different jobs that we yeah. want to lift up. But you know, again, it's easier to accept a healthcare yeah. hero than maybe it is like the uncomfortableness of trying to wrestle if you're dealing with your own white privilege and yeah. not being like, oh, well, you know, I'm doing this over here and it's good. So I don't right. need to do this. No. Yeah. You're exactly like you said. It's an addition. Yeah. And, and we need to welcome it in. Right. I'm trying. Um, Me too. The thing we didn't get to talk about that I love. 
are the four things totes. Oh, I'm so from glad. the shop forward. I'm so glad you love it. Like oh, that makes me feel super special. I, I love, love when cool people so much. or people that I admire think something we do is <laughs> cool and they like it. What made then you it think gives it us up? gives us affirmation? Well, my friend Mary, who runs the shop forward and is yeah. my partner with the Spoil. Well, here's a tote just so yes, y'all can show. see. But you put your favorite four things on a tote, and she made she just had these blank totes. Yeah. And it was my birthday, and she thought I need to get Amy a present. Yeah. And so she just decided to print. Uh, four of my favorite things on it. And it was my original one, which I've had many, many of four things totes yes. by this point. But it was like yoga, uh, green juice, Dirk Spentley, and Pimp and Joy. Yeah. So those are my four things. And I posted a picture on Instagram. Yeah. And people were like, where did you get that? I need it. And Mary thought, okay, well, this is going to be really complicated because that's a screen, a new Four things for every person, yeah. which is a totally different. If you're making a shirt and it's all the same, it's all the, same, the right. printing's easy. Right. If you're making something that's completely, it's artwork, new artwork for every bag. Yeah. And I mean, thousands of people wanted them. Yes. So she's like, let me see if I can figure this out. So she figured it out. And then we had, at the time, the orphanage where my kids were from, they were having some financial issues. Yeah. So we put it under our Espoir line, which mm -hmm. Espoir means hope in Haitian Creole. Oh, wow. And all the proceeds benefited their orphanage. Okay. And then since then, we've you know changed up how we do Espoir a little bit and diversified the giving. And now we've worked with several organizations in Haiti, not just the orphanage. And then most recently with coronavirus, we have uh, healthcare hero totes that yeah. have benefited the U.S. for the first time, but also are giving to fight the coronavirus in Haiti as oh, well wow. through yeah. our medical efforts there. So, but for the first, so now it's not just Haiti, but it's America too. But you can go on and at fourthings.com is an easy way to remember yep. it. We okay. um, And then you can just and you can pick any four words that fits the distance like right. y'all say how there's many letters there's a character it is. limit yeah. and then you know you can decide how you want to place them and then they're great for you but what we have found is they really are the best gift for somebody else because First of all, it's thoughtful. Like yeah. you sat down and they'll realize, wow, you took time to think of my favorite yeah, four things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also there's the it's special in that it gives back. And so they'll know that you got them a gift that was personalized just for them, but also supports, you know, insert whatever cause we're working with in Haiti. And we can either mail it to you or mail it to the person receiving the gift. And inside every tote, along with any item we do, there's always a card oh, that explains wow. what we're supporting right yeah, now. Yeah. So that way you don't have to be like, oh, by the way. <laughs> this also does good. This also does good because <laughs> I'm awesome. Um, the card will do that for you and say yeah. like, you know, around Mother's Day, we always support maternity centers in Haiti that yeah. are working with moms and babies there, like Project MetaShare uh, is who we work with a lot, and their maternity centers, or we work with My Life Speaks yes, a I love ton. My Life Speaks, yeah. uh, they're an amazing organization, and we wouldn't be able to send the support to them that, that we do without yeah. Four Things Toast. And like you see so many bridal parties do it. Yes. Or like moms do it for their kids' teachers. Yes. Or, yeah, I just yeah. I think it's so fun. And if the thought of coming up with four things it's overwhelming yeah uh and it's you know sometimes you're like oh I, yeah. I need something but i don't have time for that we have a, a, a handful of pre-made ones that already have four things on that are oh, different brilliant. themes like yeah. we have a teacher one that's caffeinate educate sleep repeat oh that's we so have sweet. the healthcare hero one which is um scrubs on uh, caffeinate wash hands repeat yeah um we have the life goals um which talks about like 
you know, work hard, give thanks, be kind. Um, we have the joy seeker. Eat cake is the fourth one of that, right? The, that's the joy seeker. Oh, the so joy seeker. Be sorry, kind, sorry. choose joy, laugh a lot, eat cake. Yes, so we I have, have a, a Tammy Taylor from Friday Night Live, yeah, which yeah. is clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, Texas forever. Yeah. So we have some pre-made ones that are fun that, that make it easy. And I just, we appreciate, always appreciate people learning about it and posting about it if they have one and tagging us so we can see. Yeah. And because the more we spread the word, obviously the more um, we can do uh, in Haiti. And I used one of mine heart. for a grocery bag one time and took a picture of it. And th that picture has gone so oh, many places. It's one of our favorites. <laughs> it's so sweet. It's a great reusable grocery bag. You were yes. proof of that. And plus your four things on your original one was so cute. Yeah. With soccer and Enneagram. Soccer, Enneagram, laughing, and Nashville. There you yeah. go. And I love it. So I have that one. And then y'all just got me one that says work hard, play hard, rest hard, pray hard. Yeah. Which is our office theme. So perfect. I love them. Um, friends, we will get you the links and get you a code and all the fun things because you need you a four things tote like now. Probably yeah. for probably summer. now you probably or now. someone in your life. All the people. In and your then life. if you don't want to buy it for yourself, then you just casually send the link to somebody <laughs> that you know and make sure they get it for hint, you. Hint. I yeah. want this. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah. The last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, Amy Brown, what mm -hmm. do you do for fun? I mean, lately, Annie. Oh, I know. Like, this is fun. Seriously, this is. But I think my family and I have started planning our trip to Colorado. Oh, yeah. And my sister lives there. And my husband's sister has a house there, too. And it's in Pagosa Springs. Okay. And it's this quaint little southern Colorado town. Yeah. And it's I we've gone there every year for years and years yeah. and years. Every summer, every Christmas. And this year, it has never sounded more fun to me. Oh, I know. Then like I literally salivate over the fact that like we're planning it and it's gonna happen because you know, last month we didn't know if it was gonna happen. Right. And I my kids need it. I need it. I wanna go hiking. That's fun to me. Mm -hmm. I want me to too. go my sister owns a coffee shop there oh, cool. that has been sort of shut down because coronavirus sure. but she has amazing coffee and it's a root house coffee and it's the best and i love her and i love watching her they just bought it like less than a year ago yeah so i love watching her shine in a way that i've never seen before so that's fun for me yeah sister time yeah you know with a good cup of coffee yes uh fishing yeah uh like sitting in the middle of a like a lake in a kayak with a fishing pole, like not really fishing for anything, but yeah. just sitting there. Yeah. That's fun to me right now, Annie. <laughs> yeah. Like that normal, last summer, that would have not been fun to me. Right. This is not what I would not be describing. Like I would say, I've, I'm going to go see my sister in Colorado. It's going to be fun. Yeah. But now it's like, I'm going to go <laughs> sit in the middle of some lake in yes. the middle of nowhere and, and hope that like trees. birds fly by and nobody <laughs> talks to me. That's right. And that sounds fun. Yeah. So for me, I'm about to escape with my family to Colorado, and that's fun. What? Did, when are y'all going next week? Well, we're trying. Weeks? I think the kids and my husband are going to go before me because we're moving, uh, like next week. Yeah, or the week after, and uh, that's not fun. Yeah, no, 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 moving. So not fun. we've got to do that. So I think we're planning it. We can't get a flight out of Nashville anyway, so it doesn't I matter. Know. So I think my husband might be driving to Colorado with Impressive. the two kids, Impressive. which is 21 hours. Yes. And then I might try to find a flight yeah. later. That sounds way more fun. I'm going to Colorado next week. You are? Where I'm are you doing going? the same thing. Uh, Lost Valley Ranch. 
Well, which is where? It's in. It's outside of Colorado Springs. Okay. Well, so, my husband went to and Air I got Force a Southwest Academy. a flight. One. I mean, there was like no flights. I okay. got one Southwest seat that takes me to Denver, and then I have to go there. But yeah. Um, all right, friend. Love okay. you. Grateful for you. You too. Friends, isn't she the coolest? I know, I know. I just love her and all of her thoughts on racial injustice and what we're doing right now and and the ways we can support the police as well as supporting our black friends. And I just, I'm very, very grateful for Amy, for her thoughts, for learning about her family. I just love her. Make sure you're following her on social media. She's one of my favorite follows on Instagram. She is Radio Amy everywhere you want to find her. And if you haven't listened to the Bobby Bone Show, you need to. Bobby, let's be friends, man. Come on. And Amy's podcast, Four Things with Amy Brown, is amazing. As we talked about in the show, make sure you head to YouTube and you'll get to see our Four Things totes. And remember, you can go to fourthings.com and use the code that sounds fun for 10% off your four things bag. So make sure you go ahead and get you a tote for the summer. I absolutely love mine. If you look on my Instagram, I will post pictures today of my four things tote. And remember it's that sounds fun is the code and you get 10% off. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. So go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I'll do the same. And we'll see you back here on Monday with two of my favorite dudes talking about their new podcast. Y'all are going to love this one. See you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend.